Rocket Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Bay Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now Cause it probably won't last Patches, poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Fucking grouchy tonight. Jesus Christ. Grr, grouch, grouch, grouch. My name's Greg. I'm going to grumble, 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 grumble. Okay, you guys ready? Question is, Josh, are you ready? <sighs> I am not ready. And I will. Should I do low energy or high energy? <laughs> I, I think I want I want high energy Josh today. Welcome to Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, episode sixty-two, season three, episode eighteen. Screw you, Caleb. Jonathan, what's coming up in this episode? Hey, you know what's going to come up in this episode? No, I do a little little beer review for Mark, if you could believe it. The Columbus Review. We might even tackle some listener questions. We're going to talk about a playoff picture, like what's going to happen, and then our final predictions of the regular season for LAFC and RSL. Oh, yeah. I'm Greg from Northwest Portland. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Josh from Westland, Oregon. Jonathan, Jonathan, where are you coming from? Oh, my God. Portland. Okay, turn on the, the rescue function on your new watch. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> what about Randy? Uh, I'm uh, Northeast Portland, as far as I can tell. I don't have a watch. Nice. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, uh, beer review. Beer review for Mark and literally no one else. I'll start off, man. Um, it's going to be a cider review. This is called Hawk House, H-A-U-S, from Easy Orchards uh, Cider in Salem. That's E dot Z. Um, doesn't stand for like easy, like some kind of... We won't easy. Cheesy easy. It stands for a guy named Ed Zelensky. Who, I extra guess, zebras. Yes, extra zebras. <laughs> who bought that or started that orchard or whatever in the... I don't know, like 90 years ago, uh, Salem, Oregon. It's, um, so it looks like a, it's a, it's a easy orchards. It looks like it's kind of a small, uh, operation. Like I don't think cider doesn't appear to be like their main gig. Um, although they do have a, a, a handful of ciders that they make. They also just do like, you know, normal farm stuff. Um, but this hawk house is, 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 is mostly dry, um it's five percent alcohol it comes in a bottle that's kind of no frills it looks like it's kind of um uh not i don't want to say upscale but like the no frills kind of bottles um so it's meant to be like it just says cider on it (laughs) no not generic not like put it on a plate son you'll enjoy it more um no i think it's supposed to be a little bit more of a serious and it's probably not they probably don't make a ton of it um it's it, anyways this one was I forget I, I, it was a little bit expensive but it was good very good mostly dry had like a real farmy smell to it um and i would totally recommend it don't uh, judge it by the label 
Um, when you say farmy smell, are you implying that it was like uh, open fermentation sour-ish? No, I mean, like it smells like you're on a farm. It smells <laughs> like cow shit. Uh, like earthy. Tastes like cat. I guess I guess you could say earthy, but um, a long time ago I was at a cider house and a guy guy was explaining something to me. He goes, well, this one's got a little farmy thing. And so whenever, whenever I uh, can apply that to something, I like to bring that out. So it's a farmy. Got a little bit of a farmy so. Okay, well, so yeah, Hawk House. It's a dryish cider. Um, I'm gonna have to try that. From uh, Easy Orchards in Salem, Oregon. So this is one of my questions, right? So Mark would like us to have beer reviews like the other podcasts, and we do this for him, but we don't ever receive any feedback from Mark about the actual beer reviews. What the what gives? Mark's not a good person. <laughs> sure. Sure, he saves people's lives as an EMT, but other he, than that. He, he was saving people's lives, and I tried to give him free vest, and he denied me and made me get off the bridge. Yeah. I mean, that sometimes, was very sometimes selfish. Sometimes we all wish you'd get off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Next the time. Short route. Please, Josh, take the short route off the bridge. <laughs> and then Mark will have to save you, and yeah. then you can give him the vest. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And if you're lucky, a kiss. Um, no more. Hawk House semi dry cider from Easy Orchards out of Salem, Oregon. Get it? It's good. Oh, that's a that's a strong, strong recommendation. I'll take it, Randy. I like it. Cider. They spell cider with an R E too, so it's a little bit pretentious, but okay. Cidre. Cidre. Greg. Yeah. Like you're next. Yeah. New segment, Millennial Yells at Chemtrails. Because <laughs> I missed old, that in the notes. Old men aren't the only ones who can complain about stuff. Sweet. You guys know what EMLS is, yeah? Yes. If, yep. if, if you're listening and you don't know, EMLS is uh, losers without lives playing FIFA against each other using MLS teams. I, but they, they're having. They get paid, right? Yeah, they're getting paid, man. You, yeah, you could win. Uh, anyway, they're having an amateur cup next month where anybody can enter and i'm like well shoot i play a little bit of fifa i know what's going on i can do this thing i went to sign up about i don't know half hour 45 minutes ago i couldn't freaking register because by the time i get to the end of the registration it says missing field needs phone number i looked that thing up and down 25 freaking times there is nowhere to put a fucking phone number anywhere in their entry form did you try command f yes I did. <laughs> and it said, it said phone number twice. The two places were missing phone number at the top and missing yeah. phone number at the bottom. No field for a phone number. Oh, man. That's, so, um, that sounds like something an old man would say. But yeah. uh, I just ran into the same kind of deal. I forget what I was signing up for. But uh, it was like the same thing. Well, and it let me enter all my Discord information because that's how they're actually going to get a hold of me. Nobody's going to freaking call my phone. <laughs> well, you know, what? maybe we should have a PVSP uh, FIFA tournament, although we don't have the hardware set up to Ooh. run that, do we? No, we can do it. Uh, yeah. I think we can do it. I could do I it with Discord and a computer. Games. Simon would, would beat all your asses. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge accepted. I'm with. <laughs> I, I don't mind taking a child to task. Let's go. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Simon's favorite thing of playing Subudia with Corey is the way that Corey hassles him so much. 
<laughs> the whole time that he's playing. Look oh, at those baby Corey. arms. How are you going to reach the table with those baby arms? Good oh, Corey. Anyway, EMLS, get your shit together if you actually want people to play in your stupid tournament. There you go. All right. Carry on. Randy, tell us about the Columbus match. Oh, Columbus review. So that was a 1-1 tie that we pretty much, well, and at the time I feel like we didn't really deserve to win that or to tie that game. And um, what do you guys think? It was last minute. I mean, at the death, very dramatic, very, very dramatic. I mean, you're jumping right to the finish line right there. We okay. have a lot to discuss. Okay. So. I, I feel like, to, to answer you real quick and we can jump back, I don't feel like we deserved a result, but I don't feel like the crew did either. There you go. Ooh, I'll take that answer. Okay. Um, so we should talk about the predictions because there's only one of us that I think is correct with the scoreline being wrong, but the, the result and the, the fashion of the game, which is Greg, who predicted a 2-2 two to two tie on a comeback. Oh, so, yeah. Wow. 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 Greg is a genius. Greg, oh, my God, Greg. <laughs> uh, Randy predicted a 2-1 to one Timbers win. Josh predicted a 3-0 Timbers win with an Espria hat trick. He was going for a little cherry on top. <laughs> and I predicted a 2 to nothing win. And, wow, Greg, I mean, like, how does it feel to be, to be that right? I mean – how does it feel to be smarter than you guys? I mean, the bar's set pretty low. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, my name's Greg. I'm going to take a shot at everybody. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, uh, the match felt terrible until what we're going to get to talk about. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what else to talk about during this match because nothing freaking happened. First of all, it was a long time ago. Snooze fest of a mm. match. Um, we uh, we fell asleep in the first half. Uh, I fell asleep called? a few times also. Okay, who who scored the first goal? The was first goal was not Zellerani. Molino, uh, uh, off an assist from their golden boy Zellerion. I there's two two Timbers uh, to blame for that goal. Uh, Mabiala and yes. Espria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about that, man. Uh, Mabiale was in because um, what's-his-face was out with the yellow card, right? Yes, that was Zach McGraw out on accumulation. Yeah. Um, so we ran out our three-man back line again with Larry's on one side, <laughs> Zoop in the middle, and uh, Bill on the other side. Yeah, so that, that – what was it, Molino? He kind of yep. threaded the needle, and, and neither of those guys picked him up. Neither Espria or Mabiala did. They're um, standing there, ball watching, flat footed. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say, let's just give that one to Mabiala because that way we can just finally never have to see him on the field again. Oh, that's hurtful. He he looks good in my vest. So he they're both. Like, all right, gotta say every time, wonderful human being, fabulous fashion sense. Mm-hmm. Not the best guy. Not the guy I want to see on the field for the Timbers, unless it's preseason or Open Cup. Yeah. They were both caught ball watching. However, uh, uh, Mabiala had his back to Molino and didn't see him make the run. He ran right past Espria, and Espria didn't bother to budge an inch. It's They're so both weird. at fault. He usually 
yeah. plays defense pretty well. Like, it's pretty uh, his back. Yes, he, he does. Greg, you're wrong. He's usually very helpful at defense. Greg's not convinced, Randy. Do you want to fight him? Yeah, well, I mean, Greg couldn't find the phone number field. <laughs> but, but, okay, sure. So, but I mean, Mabiala, that's exactly the kind of thing you expect from from that guy is to not be there at a critical moment. I'm I'm, I'm not going to defend Mabiala. I, I put more of the blame on Espria. I'm not going to defend Mabiala. I mean, especially on a guy who should be fighting for his position, right? Because he knows he's out of favor. And so he gets a chance to come in and you got to be sharp and he's not. Josh, what's your insight on this? Yeah, I was probably asleep for most of the match. It was pretty boring until the end. So I really don't care either way. They both suck. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we came out. We came out a lot different in the second half, though. We were sort of bossing those guys around for a little bit. Yeah, we did come out a little strong. They, uh, what I would have to say happened is that Columbus was like, "Okay, fine, we'll just sit back and play some defense here. You guys clearly don't have your shit together, so uh, we'll we'll let you dictate the pace of this game." And then, you know, that's exactly what happened. Um, and and. Anyone want to say what happened next? No, because the announcers were even <laughs> saying, I think it was like 60 minutes, and they're like, oh, man, I don't know, guys. It's a little bit early just to be sitting back and trying to run, sit, or trying to run the clock out, talking about um, the crew. Yeah. Moreno had a great chance that required a quick, quick uh, save with strong hands. Uh, Tuoloma had a great head on goal that just happened to be hit right at the keeper. Um, in the 68th minute, Sebastian Blanco comes off and Nizgoda comes on. I don't know about you guys, but I forgot Blanco even played this match. He was yeah. invisible Ooh, the entire time. Was, yeah. Completely invisible. When Yeah, when he came off, I thought he was actually coming on. Josh, you're going for a dig, man. Like That was, that was a jugular insult right there. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I like, I like feisty Josh. But so it's like I said, and not Jonathan, that we need to move on from uh, from Blanco. Well, yeah. <laughs> what is our contract with him? I think he's got one more year. Yeah, I was listening to um, uh, soccer made in Portland, and they were discussing the designated player conundrum that the Timbers have, and apparently. Jimmy Chara cannot be taken off of a DP contract next year, uh, which is again going away from Blanco, but this is all going to tie into it. Um, and due to his purchase price, which is amortized, um, amortized, how the fuck do you say that? You know what I mean? Over multiple yeah. years. <laughs> You're rich, uh, not us. Yeah. Uh, so they paid six million for him or whatever it was. And so for the length of his contract, that's broken up. So it's like 1.25 million or something. Uh, on uh, every no, not even one, like one five. Um, on top of his salary, so they can't buy him down enough to be a TAM player. Um, and apparently, the only thing they can do is pretty much just eat his contract and release him. Well, can't um, they pump him full of drugs and then say he's doing drugs and get rid of him that way? 
Uh, it's almost like that happened at one point. Um, and then uh, same thing with uh, Blanco. He is on another year guaranteed that I believe was a DP. Um, uh, that I believe was deep. I don't remember. You listened to the episode. It was good. They didn't defend the front office for four hours and let um, Gavin Wilkinson interview himself. So it was a decent episode. Huh? But basically, um, and then apparently we have used the maximum of our U23 um, yes. young DPs. And apparently one of them has to go to be a DP next year. It was It was very interesting. We're in big trouble with what we have done. Um, and, uh, and Blanco is, is definitely not pulling the weight of a DP, uh, contract. So you're saying we have to get rid of one of our U23 guys. Uh, I think they have to get rid of Blanco or Jimmy to make that work or knees go to one of the guys doesn't even, I mean, we can talk about this. Is he just getting to play a game on the third game, third to the last game of the season? This was actually a listener question, if I do so recall, which was, um, do we do we think that Mosquera is going to start a match uh, before the end of this season? And my answer is, I think he's 100% starting on Sunday. I'm going to say he is not going to start. We won't see him start unless there's another yellow card situation where someone has to sit out. I, I sort of like Jonathan's idea about him starting because – that's sort of like a way to prove if he's going to be worth it or not in the future. Uh, yeah. I know, but you don't do that on a, on, I mean, you know how crazy the, this situation is. Oh, we'll get there. Don't start it. Yeah. We're going to get there. We're not, but, we don't, we don't start him to, to be like, Hey, I wonder if he's any good. Um, yeah. That question was from that dire, what? that this much of a cliffhanger. Moreno started with maybe two or three regular season matches left last year, and he had maybe four more matches than Mascara did off the bench before he got a start. Uh, And he was another reason that we did well in the playoffs. He scored that awesome goal. But anyway, that question was from One Human Scent. I don't know how the hell to say that name. That must be something really cool. And then their second question was, uh, and thoughts on these Goda's role come playoff time. Well, if before we answer that second part, can we talk about Mascara, how he did? Yeah. Um, so that was his first appearance for us. And usually when a guy has his first appearance for us, I think um, Moreno did the same thing. They sp- kind of spaz out on the field for like 10 minutes that they're on the field and they're like constantly overcompensating for something. You know what I mean? Cause they're just, they're just like hyped to be there. And uh, this guy to me, I know it's a small, very small sample size, but he did not appear to have any jitters, any sort of getting used to being there, any sort of anything. He was, he, he slotted right in. He looked good on the field. He looked good in a Jersey that didn't fit like it was spandex. I might point out as well. Um, and uh, I really hope he gets a chance to start because, like you said, Randy, no jitters. Looked like he belonged on the field, and I think he's going to slot in awesome. Explain the spandex picture, the spandex. 
Uh, most players are like now, like in the last, like what, 10 years are wearing soccer jerseys that are extremely tight, like size, small or medium. And he uh-huh. came out in like one of those old school boxy, uh, like kind a, of like a nineties, like, uh, yeah. it's like the kind of shirt that we fat kids wear. So that way we can look at like it's baggy. So you can't see our man boobs, but you yeah. know that we have them. Um, and, uh, it looked good. Mascara did look uh, calm and confident on the pitch. In fact, uh, you guys want to talk about the goal finally? Sure. So, who should get credit for the goal? Moreno. Well, let's or let's two, just or two recap low. recap the lead up really quick. And so we're way up high. We're at the top of the cruise box. They are packed in. Not only is the bus parked, but all the tires are off, and it's up on cinder blocks. <laughs> Luria. Yeah. Uh, after and, some and they engaged in like 30 minutes worth of time wasting at oh every single like just anything they could possibly do to waste time so much time wasting uh Luria lays it off to mascara on the right and mascara one touches this little like ping back into the center of the top of the box in the only empty spot that i think was anywhere i was really impressed by that pass uh tuoloma tries to corral it can't get the turn gets fouled goes down whistle is not blown uh then moreno picks it up tries to pass it passes it off of bill's face controls it with his chest and then on a half volley launches it into the right side of the net yeah it's an assist yeah i mean did he get credited with the assist (laughs) i saw that Timbers thing that said they did, but uh, it's hard to tell if they were joking or not. I mean, that was, look, I don't want to come up with a conspiracy theory here uh, or any type of, you know, supernatural paranormal, but I believe that is the spirit of the fan from Sporting Kansas City that was cracked in the noggin by Bill Tudeloma's <laughs> free kick has come back to get him. It is now going to be a consistent theme. Mark my words. I am looking at MLS's website. The assist is credited to Bill Tuoloma. Are you serious? What? Yes. Whether or not that assist was on the turn that initially went to Moreno or the pass off his face is unclear. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's all choose to um, believe it was from his face pass. (laughs) So they're. Uh, 107 is or Timbers Army is doing their supporter player of the year right yes. now. Can we vote for Bill's face? Bill's face, yeah. yeah. I so I mean, this, this that's a good uh segue into discussion before we get to our favorite part of the entire match, uh, which is supporters player of the year. And it just is so fitting that it's Tui Loma and Moreno who take yeah, part in that goal for sure. It's the two front runners in my book. So Moreno, he's the real deal. Uh, He's been what Blanco was last year. He's not as effective in terms of scoring goals, but he is definitely the the momentum, the pace. He's winning balls. And uh, like the guy who's taking the shot at the end of the match, just going for it to see what can happen. And uh, he... I keep saying this every time, every episode of some player, who's going to go to Europe? Um, I think I might be right with him. Hmm. I don't know. How old is he? 
23, 22, something like that, whatever that is. We don't is. have a history. Yeah. When was the last time we had a history of sending people to Europe? <laughs> we just hold on to them. You know this, you know this yeah, story. Like it plays out every fork in year. Are we going to talk about Randy's favorite player, Abobasi, that he loves that we talk about? <sighs> what about him? <laughs> How we ruined him. We did. Oh, you guys are idiots. <laughs> He is 22 years old, born April 21st, 2000. Oh, my God. Um, so we should get back to that question about um, Musgoda. Uh, no, because we still have to talk about the best part of this match. Oh, okay. Which is Caleb Porter <laughs> in the dying seconds of when Moreno scores that game-tying goal, which makes Greg mm-hmm. correct for the predictions. And he just, like arms fully extended out in front of him and squats down and his face is like, what? And then <laughs> Randy, I think you're going to have to agree to let Greg splice in the audio from his interview uh, in, in, in the podcast here and children, if you're listening, which I hope you aren't, because it means you have terrible parents um, uh, that, it was one of the funniest post-game interviews that I think I've heard. I think it was Randy. You sent the link to that. Yeah, why, um, I'm trying to confuse us why I why I have to let Greg do that when it was my idea to include it. But I'll, but I'll tell you this: I've tried a lot of different things, <laughs> a lot of different things. And today, if we simply clear the fucking ball out, it's over. So sorry for swearing. If we clear the ball out. Well, I, I said Greg should place. No, I'm Randy. You're old. Like, go get some Metamucil. So, let the kids take care of this right now. Oh, we're trying to make this podcast entertaining. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sorry, that's Randy's idea. They listen to these old people. Always got to take credit for shit. Yeah. That was his. Caleb Porter's face was great, and then someone applied like a TikTok filter to it, making like an even unhappier version of his face, and it was probably one of the funniest things that I've seen. Um, and uh it he he did lose a little bit of weight he's looking good mr caleb, caleb porter. porter but he is do you know def- he's got tattoos he's got a bunch of tattoos on him oh i bet they're awful i they probably like yeah i heart steve clark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of looks like an old lesbian now oh i'll take it it's i'm telling you- that happens to men I'm kind of yeah. willing to uh, bet that a picture of Caleb making that face makes the cover of an Ebo album by next year. <laughs> well, it's going to make the cover of this episode this year. Yeah, <laughs> this that is was... our episode. Yeah, I loved it when it, we had the the Schadenfreude episode, and it was Caleb Porter's like cheering face beating the Sounders. For it was like last year, or is it a year yeah. and a half ago? Yeah. And then now it's going to be of him with a distraught face, looking destroyed. Did you guys talk about our question about Caleb already? No, no. No. Who was okay. it from? Let me find it. Why aren't you listening to the podcast, Greg? I had to go. I had to go do something. Hmm. What did you have to go do? Wait, did you really leave? Something. Yeah, I said I'll be right back. Now I'm back. Murdy the Bearded on Reddit. Uh, what were your thoughts about clowning on Porter after the game? I personally thought it was funny. I definitely appreciate the hardware he won for us, but generally find him to be a little annoying in retrospect now that he's not our coach. Uh, and then mentions and i noticed this too a lot of people really got mad about the porter hate oh Oh, wow what really yeah i saw a good amount of that on twitter and stuff oh no Uh, um 
Porter will always hold a spot in my heart for what he did for this club, but come on, man. <laughs> did he do funny. it? Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. He yeah, his he made us his shitty college coaching style. What we are today as a as a team, like when he first came here, he said we're never gonna be second fiddle to what was the quote he said? Some, something like we're never gonna be second fiddle to Seattle again or I, don't I think know, his quote was Liam. You're going to be our ne- uh, one of our coaches in the future. No, um, Liam is going to be the head coach of the Portland he, Timbers. He changed the, the uh, he changed the club for better. Is Big hearts annoying? and brass balls. What's that? Big hearts and brass balls. That's yeah. Caleb. Is he also have the capacity to be very annoying? Yes. So <laughs> he has a very punchable face. It's like third in line after Ted Cruz. Are you a Seattle fan? <laughs> no, he just has a punchable face. That's what they love to say. He's the most punchable face in U.S. soccer. Which no, in I US would argue soccer? that was Clint Dempsey. But yeah, no. Oh, ooh, okay. So, like, if you could punch one person, is it Alexi Lawless or Clint Dempsey? <laughs> oh, Alexi man. Lawless. <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah. No, it's a Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, Landon you said Donovan. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Alexi. Yeah, I would punch Alexi Lawless every single time. With like and a then I would punch head. him and then burn his little ginger head. You know what? Um, <laughs> what I saw a lot of that I don't understand, I, I get that a lot of people don't like Taylor Twellman, but people, I was seeing people say that Twellman is biased against the Timbers, and I feel the opposite. I feel like he's always, I think yeah, he's, he's very Timbers been. positive. He's not afraid to call out bad things that we do but i think he's uh most for the most part timbers positive i completely agree with you on that okay so you guys you're wrong i don't hate twelman like people. why do you hate him greg <laughs> uh, uh, okay i don't hate terry yeah I, maybe i do i don't know you said you did uh, do i play the song here again <laughs> yeah, i think you should yeah, play yeah, it. yeah. yeah thriller is worth it that was one of the best things that ever happened on this podcast um, from a like sports perspective, I just don't like Taylor Twelman because he can't sing Thriller. Uh, and <laughs> like, if he's gonna earn my my support, like he's got to do the dance. Um, I'll find that video too. <laughs> It's close to midnight. There's something evil lurking in the dark. There's the moonlight. You see game sites that almost stops your heart. You try to scream. But terror takes the sounds before you make it. You start to freeze. This horror looks to you right between the eye. You're paralyzed. Because this is thriller. Thriller night when nobody saved you from the beast. About to strike. This is thriller. Thriller night. You're fighting for your life inside. Killer. Thriller tonight. <laughs> it's fine to hate him. 
but, yeah. but he's, I think he's Timbers positive. But that's the part I don't understand is people think he's he's biased against the Timbers. Yeah. Well, so as we e- exit this match, there was one second question from Murdy the Beard. Actually, maybe it was the first question, which was uh, he had referenced. I'm assuming Murdy the Bearded is a, a gentleman. But if I have incorrectly gendered you, my apologies, um, which was uh we all seem to have seen some pretty fun shows. What is the the best or most impactful show that you remember? Shows. This is music wise. You're talking about. Yeah, like if you're going to go back and think about like the a show that impacted your love of the uh, of the scene. So he references a time in the mid to late nineties when Rubik Fish and the whole ska movement was starting to get big and he saw Rubik Fish yeah. say Ferris and the Aquabats together. It sounded That's like you're saying Rubik Fish. Real big That's fish. Probably some band Randy listens to. <laughs> That's obscure from like Poland from uh, nineteen seventy one. Greg Greg, the way you said that it was like, Oh yeah, when the whole ska movement was starting to get big. That was like the third wave of ska. I meant third wave. You know, when ska yeah. was invented in the early to late 90s. <laughs> the wave of ska I was alive for. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite, no doubt? Oh, we covered that last out. Oh, last yeah, we episode. did. <laughs> All right. I'm going to just talk about I'm not going to talk about the most impactful show that I've been to, but it was without question. We may have covered this before. Stick of it all, Diagnostic Front. No, not with my man. Um, no, I saw a reunion show of the Path of Resistance in Syracuse, New York, and it was the most violent thing that I've ever taken part in in my entire life. And it was angry, angry, straight edge people everywhere. And I was like, nice. of course, I'm going to show up drunk. Like, I don't give a shit. Um, and it was the the pit itself like you know you think of people like windmilling and you're like oh that's whatever blah blah blah, and spin kicking and you know blah 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 but it's like the old school hardcore like that's what like path was and it was the most brutal like blood flying it actually looked like a real boxing match and that not sounds like, fucking horrible why would you want to be a part of that it was a, randy fun. it is fun if you're you there idiots no what do you I'm want to do? Of, like sit back in the in the audience, yeah, but like just in a to get off on violence and, is stupid. You don't get off on the violence. You're off on the show, and then you just want to punch someone. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking stupid. I'm on Randy's side. That's fucking. That's stupid. fucking stupid. I no, gotta. You guys are all wrong. Okay, here's a DVD that review that someone sent to me to review for the web skateboarding website skateandannoy.com. Uh, it was a uh, bot. It's called Boston Beatdown, and it's probably. Right up your alley, Jonathan. It's, no, if, see, no, that's if you. Uh, no, if you no, like no, to no, masturbate no. to uh, <laughs> skinheads or punk rockers beating up, beating up each Randy, other. Randy, this is a G-rated podcast. I appreciate you, you not yeah. using words like that. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about with Boston Beatdown. The problem with stuff like Boston Beatdown was that it was like four dudes that were the toughest people in the entire audience beating up a hundred people. Yeah. This was. 150 people beating up 150 people it wasn't like some dudes anyone who joined into that concert like went to that show knew what they were getting into before they went in whereas like if you just went to like a hardcore show for your first time in boston because you want to do it then the freaking like fsu shows up and starts punching you in the face because they're bored this was very different very different i hate boston beatdown um fsu style stuff because those are tough guys looking to cause a like 
trouble. Like this was everybody getting into it and it just got wild. It's very different, but I understand your point. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyone want to tell about another show before we move on? Come on. Uh, man, I have too many to even think about off the top of my head. Dude, I had a I had a seizure at um Board in Orange this? County. Did I? Oh, did we? That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you said there was like a, a band called the Whitecaps that ended up being racist. <laughs> That's them. Okay. So then, other than that, um, is that the we end did, of the story? Yeah. Well, we already talked about it like a few years ago, so I don't need to bring it up again. That on the podcast? Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. That was like it was like episode two. But um. What else? I went and saw Rage at um, Rage played at shit. It was in the nineties at um, at CSUN and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, and it was like free and like really cool, (laughs) really violent Mm -hmm. in that pit. But um, and then they also played in Cal State Dominguez Hills, which is what now now um the Home Depot Center, I think. That's Isn't that how that works, Greg? Fantastic show review. My probably the most impactful one is from a band that none of you guys know, so it's pointless to even talk about. Um, but you're going to talk about it anyway. No. So I'm going to go with around the same time period seeing Big Black play in a church that was no longer a church, but it was a, an old church. And uh, they used to open their shows. Um, Big Black, Steve Albini, anybody, anybody, anybody? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, they would open their shows by getting one of those bricks of lady fingers or whatever you call them, you know, like the fireworks that are all connected. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know, they would light those off in at the venues. And um, so that's how they started off that show. And so then the fire truck the fire department showed up and um that was a lot of fun they almost canceled the show and we heckled steve it was a five dollar show and we were like where's our five dollars and he got tired of yelling, hearing us and so he said it's up my ass where you left your wristwatch last night Ooh, that, <laughs> oh, damn, that was a good comeback for the 70s so, that was a good show i also saw um a guy die <laughs> at a Pennywise show. Did I tell about talk about that one? Was it die from embarrassment? No, he oh! fell. He was at the LA Coliseum and he fell off. I mean, not the Coliseum, the LA Sports Arena where the Clippers used to play. And uh-huh. he fell off the second deck onto the floor yeah, because he was you. drunk. But the floor yeah. was like that, you know, shiny hard concrete. Uh, and he uh, fell like face first and his whole skull was smashed in uh, and this puddle of blood just kept like pouring out and they didn't even stop playing and everyone was just like surrounding this guy and had to keep moving back it was insane seeing (laughs) dead people like die in the moment uh, is i've seen you know yeah all i'm gonna say is i've seen so many people die that my therapist oh that explains a lot yeah. My therapist, wow. yeah, he told me like a few years ago, he's like, you know, that's just not, it's not, it doesn't work that way. You're not supposed to see that many people die. Oh. We have a lot to talk Jesus about. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's move on to Greg, your show. Oh, do I have to follow that up? Uh, <laughs> I used to live like half an hour from Chain Reaction in Orange County and uh, the 
underground label drive through records were having a drive through night there one night i was going to see the impossibles who you might have heard on radio free pbsp uh they were headlining that night but up before them were a bunch of bands i had never heard of including midtown who went on to have a oh, illustrious midtown. career all right uh, dashboard confessional mm-hmm. before he had a full band and it was just him by himself and i shit you not the entire crowd sat down for his set and there was like Yo, that seven. dude got really fat did you know that did he yeah oh I got welcome it. to the club yeah, yeah. Of, of like seven or eight people are holding talk <laughs> to record him <laughs> sorry keep going i missed it anyway uh and then another band i had not heard of uh newfound glory and wow. the only thing i remember about them playing was they did my heart will go on I so, thought Greg's favorite show would have been the Wiggles and um, what's it called and um, Teletubbies live. Yeah. So the band I went to go see and the headliner was broken up within two years and all the uh, opening lead up bands went on to have these big careers. So yeah, that's rad. Dude, that's a good show. All right. You guys want to you guys want to laugh at me? I know you do. Yeah. My, my first uh, arena show, I think, might have been Duran Duran. Hey, that's, that's awesome, a, dude! They uh, just played. Yeah. I think they, or was it last year they played? I don't remember now because of the whole um thing. I saw Def Leppard, OMD, the Cars, and uh, Power Station. <laughs> that's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> it was Power Station without without what's his face, uh, without the singer. He had he wasn't into it, so it was just Andy Taylor from uh, Duran Duran and. Not Robert Palmer. They had some schmuck filling in for him. Real quick, Murdy the Bearded. Murdy the Bearded mentions that Save Ferris absolutely killed it at that show that he mentions, and I got to see Save Ferris at a free show on the sand in Hermosa Beach, and that was also badass. They totally killed hey. it. So. I think I was at any... that show, Greg. Oh, we really? Didn't even, we didn't mention what his show was. This would have been like, yeah, I mentioned it. Yeah, he said Aquabats, um, Real Big Fish, Save Ferris. Oh, okay. Rubik's um, Fish, got it. Wait, uh, wait, what was your first arena show? <laughs> Def Leppard. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, no, it, was ama- it was Def Leppard and Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm the one who wants to be uh, with you. God. It was so good. Those, those guys wait, isn't that Leopard. that bad? I watched the Behind the Music or some shit on those guys, or some kind of... Th- those guys are all right guys, you know? Yeah, they're like legit punks. Well, they're just all right guys. They're not legit punks. <laughs> Josh, you 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 were at that free Save Ferris show on the beach? I th- yeah, I think so. I remember seeing Save Ferris at, at on the beach somewhere. It would have been Was like it in the 90, early two thousands, like ninety nine or two thousand, and the specials were playing at a bar around the corner. MTV oh, maybe that's why I was there. I'll, I'll look at ticket stubs. All right. Well, there would For, be because I probably went to the special. No, I probably went to the specials. Oh. And then went there to see them before, probably, or after, or whatever. But yeah. I remember seeing them. Especially was... we're trying to scrape two nickels together to, oh, to God. Yeah, they ride were the so coat bad at that reunion third, uh, third wave. They were I bad, remember really. I was like in eighth or ninth grade, and oh. some woman like climbed up onto the stage in a dress, and she was wearing a thong, and that was the first time I ever saw a butt. That's cool. <laughs> nice. Wait, so wait, Randy, you talk shit about the third wave of ska and did you also just talk shit about the specials no i didn't i'm just saying they they at that point in time they were probably trying to scrape some nickels together because they were because they had been sort of 
overlooked a little bit. Yeah, okay. when, once that third wave came around, the specials like decided, hey, let's do a reunion. And okay. it wasn't that good. Ah, yeah, they were still around. They hadn't. They they were still together. All right. If you had to pick a ska band to listen to right now from the third wave, maybe like borderline two point five wave, who would you pick? Less than Jake. Me, always the Aquabats, <laughs> the Pie Tasters. <laughs> oh, I love the Pie Tasters. <laughs> uh, all you guys are wrong. It should be Hepcat. Hepcat. I'll take Hepcat. <laughs> that's like second wave, but that's not really yeah, two point five. Really. That's not second wave, dude. That's, that's not second that's wave. That's not not 1980. That's not second wave. Uh, maybe like um, when I say not from like when they are from, but the music they play. Oh, the style. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know any of those bands. Yeah. Right. You guys okay. to any I'll tell you what though. Stuff? When we used to live, when I used to live in Steamboat, Colorado, and there was no culture, uh, we would get very excited about the once what every three months it? that Skanking Pickle would come through town because it was the hey. only thing we could get really good old Skanking Pickle. Yeah, Skanking Pickle's good. It's all right. They're playing um, next week, I think. Um, Do you think we can get them here. to play Skanking Pickle songs at Portland Pickles games? Probably. Oh, Probably. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'll message Greg, Caleb. What was your, Greg, what was your first arena show? Green Day. Okay. Oh my Green God. Day, Flogging Molly, and Jimmy Eat World. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> Where was when was that? Uh it was on Green Day's American Idiot Tour, so what about 2008? 05. Oh, it was 05. <laughs> no, you weren't that far off. It was 05. And uh it was at Home Depot Center, which was where uh the Galaxy played. I took uh I took Owen we took Owen to for his like thirteenth birthday or something like that. We took him to see Green Day at uh Moda Center. Um it was really Was that in like twenty eighteen? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. It was super weird seeing those guys with like smoke and pyrotechnics and just real weird. It was it was a good show but not good compared to their earlier stuff. Have I have I I'm sure I've told you the story. Gretchen's got picture black and white photos of Green Day at an all ages place in suburbs of Chicago in like the 90s. Um Oh, she should sell it. Well there she sits nobody wants she can't because randy posted them for free yeah yeah i did probably (laughs) all right well let's uh we've now spent like 20 minutes talking about music and we should probably move on because greg is complaining yet again about editing uh because he has to do tifa just leave it all in don't talk about wait is that what you're doing tonight yeah i'm doing i'm not editing any of that out i'm leaving it yeah Yeah, uh sure tonight all right we're greg. painting we're not tracing oh never mind greg greg wh- what are we going to talk about here playoff push 2022 oh man uh, chicken shit yeah <laughs> it's uh it's we're, it's rough man we get we need to get we're gonna need some points we have two games left no jonathan put here timbers are in the driver's seat uh we're not in the driver's we're, seat completely we're, we're yes we are still at, uh, How we're are in we a better the it's a self-driving car. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the driver's seat. You we, guys are wrong. We have, if we win our two games, we're in, guaranteed. We sure. have some control sure. over where we finish, but we're still kind of reliant on other results falling our way. No, we are not. Yeah, if we do win math. both games, sure. Well, I mean, if we win both that, games, uh, we're in. 
from the beginning of the season, we were in the driver's seats. All we had to do was win every game. <laughs> <laughs> so... We need a few things to happen, and the, the interesting conundrum here, which I didn't put in the show notes, is that the Galaxy play RSL this coming weekend. Uh, they just bumped us down, listeners. I'm sure everybody knows this. We were we went into we were in fifth place, and now now we're in sixth place. But everybody's even on games played, except for I want to say Seattle, but they're no? they being the Galaxy, right? Yeah. So if you go to the standings, yeah, you're right. Seattle does have one game in hand still, uh, but that is it. And But they already, um, they're seven points behind us. So if we win, like, it's over for them. Oh, boy. Minnesota's, Minnesota's right behind us. Uh, Minnesota's a point behind us. Tied with LA's, the Galaxy on points, but behind on the time. So you breaker. want Nashville's RSL ahead of us by one point. Galaxy. No, we want RSL and Galaxy to draw. Yes, that's exactly what we want. Yeah. Oh, five, six, seven. Either yeah, that, or either that, or we're rooting for Meteor FC to just fall on the match. Yeah. Minnesota's got to play San Jose and Vancouver. They're probably going to win one of those games. Vancouver. Minnesota's in down. bad form. Yeah, they are. Vancouver. RSL's in bad form. Yeah. So ideally, it can be a like zero zero tie with LA Galaxy and RSL, and we beat LAFC. We can beat LAFC at home. Yeah, yeah we can we definitely can. Yeah. Do you remember the time you know, the legendary Jeremy Obobese scored that goal against LAFC in the Open Cup in like the waning minutes of the match, and we won one to nothing? Remember when we had him on our team, Jeremy Obobese, that forward we should have never let go. Yeah, that one. The one that we ruined his career, Randy? We ruined his career. <laughs> <laughs> ruined it. Oh, shit. That guy's um, for the Las Vegas whatever. What what are, what are the odds we actually host a playoff match? Um, I, uh, that's um, a hard one. Odds, um, I, I think we have like a, a 10% chance we host. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. But do you think we will? No, no. That's that's what a ten percent chance says. That's pretty much no. I I think if LA had lost to San Jose over the weekend, that I would have said fifty fifty because we all we have to do at that point is overtake Nashville, which is not impossible. They just played that midweek game, although they did rest a bunch of their starters. It was still like um, like they're going to be gassed come this weekend. But with L.A. winning, we're not in the driver's seat on home field advantage anymore. We are definitely yeah. in the L.A.'s play um, got Salt Lake and Houston. They should pick up a minimum of three points from that, if not all six. Uh, Seattle's got Kansas SKC and San Jose. Um, yeah, this is going to be. It's going to be interesting. I think we make the playoffs. I don't think that we get home field advantage. And I think we play either Nashville, Dallas, or Austin. And I actually kind of like our chances at the moment if we stick with our let's not let them score goals approach. <laughs> That's a good plan. We, we've, uh, we haven't played well for like, I mean, we haven't had complete games 
for like three or four games now. Hmm. And, okay, but do you think we're um, LAFC is not going to play? Uh, well, they're so far ahead. They're chasing but, the shield, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah they what, are. What's that? Um, they're tied uh, on points with. Yeah. Okay, so then they they have to win. Oh, that sucks. Never mind. I'll pretend like I didn't say anything. Uh, on Reddit, no journalist seven one 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 sounds like a member of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> asked, did the international break kill any momentum we might have had, or was the LAFC game hopeless anyway? And Ooh. will Gareth Bale travel with LAFC and play on turf? He is one hundred percent going to travel and play on turf because this is headed towards a supporter shield for sure. I don't did think Wales I- just lose get out of the Nations Cup or Nations League. Get relegated. Um, oh, you're talking about England. It, England did, which is embarrassing. Um, well, but I think Wales I, did also. I have to check. Um, I I think that Gareth Bale has to play, no question, yeah. for this weekend, regardless of turf or not. And I think we are gonna beat LAFC. Yeah, oh, I don't I'll think that, that was later. hopeless at all. Yeah, I don't think the LAFC game's hopeless. Always yeah. up for a match up with LAFC. Well, you should um, call his agent and see what? if um, we can get him on the pod for a <laughs> yeah. pre-game. Hey um, man, I'm a Spurs chat. fan. Yeah, maybe he's um, a Muskie fan. But wait, what was the question? Do we think the international break is going to be devastating for no, us? Because we didn't have momentum. Yeah, we, we just picked up, what was it, like 13 points of a possible 15. We had a good amount of momentum. Well, does the international break kill that momentum that we have been carrying? I, I, I think, don't think that us. was real. I don't think that was really momentum. How is that not momentum? I mean, 13 out points. of 15 points. But like we no. haven't played well in yeah. the last four games. We, I mean, those have been just sort of lucky luck. So we picked up points in spite of ourselves. Yes. Yes. Okay. I Fair think enough. we build on that momentum uh, that's not real momentum and take the break and be like, look, we just figured this out. We weren't playing well. Let's hammer these last two games home uh, and uh, and make the playoffs. And again, things could fall in our way and we could end up with a home playoff match, which would be awesome. I almost said the F word, but I didn't. And then uh, I... Which F word? Uh, it rhymes with my mom's name. Fran? Anyone? Fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, good question. I don't normally. I hate international breaks, especially if we're on a, a winning streak where we're cruising. Because you're like, oh man, everything's finally moving and shaking like it should. But this was not moving and shaking like it should. This feels like U.S. men's national team grinding out wins when they don't deserve to win. Yeah. I don't think we're going to do very well in the playoffs. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't, I've didn't. i been talking for the last five minutes with my mic off. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why no one was responding to me. Yeah, that, that's the same level of value that we would have gotten anyway. Very good points that you made, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here mm-hmm. for the next Very insightful. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So, I mean – I am still feeling optimistic from this break. I think we are going to have two wins uh, for our final two matches, and I feel like it's going to create the momentum we need to get into the playoffs and make a good run. You think we can 
run in the playoffs. <laughs> you sound like Maximus. I think you could run. So, I mean, that that's it. So we have a few things that have to go in our favor. We want a LA Galaxy RSL tie, and we want to beat LAFC. And then I think that's pretty much our ticket into the playoffs. And then we should definitely beat RSL for the last game of the season at whatever that white power stadium is uh, in. Um, <laughs> well, in quick, Lake. quick Reddit first. question. Quick, quick, uh, quick Reddit question on that. DBO 606. Aspria and Zoop are both one yellow card short of a suspension. Oh, boy. Will this play a role in how Geo goes about wrapping up the regular season? No. No, because we play LAFC next, and if you're going to want to risk... Oh, man, maybe it does. No, it doesn't. And you're right, Randy. Your initial thought is definitely right, which is we need to beat LAFC. We At should home. beat RSL. Well, we don't need to beat LAFC. We need to beat RSL because RSL is the only team we're fighting for a playoff spot with. Uh, that's we're not fighting LAFC. Well, we need yeah, we need at least three points. But we want four points minimum from these last two games yeah so so no it doesn't change anything i say yeah i say i say say. what do you say randall because like zoop might get a yellow and then we go to uh third reich stadium in idaho Or Utah. America yeah. first. America Same first. Thing. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I still with, haven't Googled Bill that to image yet. I want to see it, though. Well, we will go there with Bill anyway, but um, we'll, Maviala will be back in the I'm lineup. Right now, she can hear me Gack. No, maybe that's what happens. Maybe that, that's what we see. Mascara gets the start if that happens. If... Yeah. Like we go back to a four part. in the back? No, we stick with a three, but he's one of the three. Oh, I wonder if he could play like right center. Um, um, okay, I've just looked at America First Field and I have seen the logo that we have discussed on this podcast, and it is definitely Nazi esque. It's super. Right-y. You didn't look at it before? No, I didn't. It's didn't super like Nike. It's a very propaganda y um, eagle. <laughs> wow. Let's I'm going to like clear my, my search history. Uh, just after looking at that. America first. Did you see it, Randy? Oh. Uh, I mean, it's an eagle, so it's hard to make an eagle that isn't. It's a sharp-edged eagle. Well, I mean, you could at the very least make it look the other direction. I mean, it also looks yeah. like the, looks like the, <laughs> the post office. So. No, dude, like, it's that, and it's the fact that it's called America First Stadium. That, like, like, maybe you could pick apart the graphic of the eagle, but you yeah. take that eagle, its direction, and the name of the stadium, that's, yeah, it's pretty Dog cool. Whistle Park. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's a credit union, you guys. Come on. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so let's jump into predictions here. Um and I will get my my journalistic typing hands ready to go. And this time we're going to go in a different order because I'm tired of hearing uh, Greg and Randy complain about picking the same score lines. And in this one, Josh, what in is this one? We just count to three and everybody shouts their prediction at the same time. <laughs> I think it's going to be one nil us. Ooh. 
but it's going to be a second half goal towards the second half of the second half. So in the last quarter. <laughs> Maybe stoppage. Two halves. Um, um, second half of second. <laughs> it looks uh, stupid when I see it written out. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to go with a three to two win. And I'm going to say that we are going to win in, uh, uh, in like the 85th minute. I wait, add to mine. I think Char is going to take out Bale and ruin his world cup. Chances. That'd be crazy. Chara takes out Bale with a career ending injury. Career ending injury. And Bale is going to wail all his way back to Wales. Wham! <laughs> okay, uh, Greg. Also a 3-2 to two win. But we're going to be in the lead for a good chunk of the match. And it's going to be really, really scary at the end. <laughs> that's not even funny to laugh at. Yeah, that's probably. I don't like that at all. That's exactly what's going to probably happen. Yeah, three three draw, mascara goal. You just said this was winnable. I did, but you don't think we will? No. Okay. Well, that's really uplifting, Randall. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Randy. I'm sorry. I meant to yeah. say six zero win. <laughs> that's a Josh score line. Hold on. Fifteen yeah, nil. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Motorcycles. Okay. I think motorcycles. Brah! <laughs> and then motorcycles, the next match. chicks in bikinis. <laughs> oh um, the, Sunday the ninth. Uh, Timbers at RSL. Uh, Nazi Stadium at two p.m. Pacific. Josh, what's your score? Okay, that's a day game. Um, oh, the other one's a day game too. So I'm gonna say, shit, Jonathan, one, what's one. your score? Wait, did you say one to one, Josh? Is that a real yeah. guess? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any random predictions? Because that seems to be your new thing. No. Okay. I predict that the the new l- logo for America's first stadium, um, what's it called? It wasn't put on correctly, and it falls and kills four people. <laughs> Put up Josh is going to be there with his therapist and kills four people. And okay. they and they forgot to get insurance on it. And, oh, <laughs> so they have to people? come out of pocket <laughs> for the settlement. <laughs> the kids screwed. Forgot to get insurance. Is this like the individuals forgot the insurance or the people who own the stadium or both? the people that own the stadium? Okay. Okay, that's fair. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with a 2 nothing win. Um, and uh, I think we are going to dominate this game. Like, it's going to be one of those games where it should have been, you know, 5 to nothing, but we, we settle for the 2 nothing win. Okay. Just waiting on Greg to not make it weird. 2 nil, or no, not 2 nil. 2 to 1 win in the dying minutes of the match. And the clan is watching from RSL supporters section and they stomp on their hoods 
The clan is disappointed. Can I spell that? <laughs> the, clan. Oh, the clan is disappointed. The title of a children's book right there. <laughs> and Randy. The clan is disappointed in you for your lifestyle choices. Um, three, two, victory for the Timbers. We're going to lead the entire thing. And uh, the last, the second goal from RSL will be like a late goal. I like that you guys all seem to think that out of these two games, we're getting five goals. I know. That's all, damn, right? that's all very ridiculous. <laughs> I'm telling you, this international break is what's going to give them the momentum. Yeah. Bill Tua oh, yeah, was coming all of them were on international. Bill's the only one who was on international break. And the rest were just like on vacation. Yep. Hey, Randy. Yeah. What's your what's your what's your closing track? Um, my closing track has nothing to do with this episode. It is from a band called McCluskey, who is from Wales, and uh, they are touring again, and they are fantastic. And it's too late for you to go see them if you're listening to this podcast because they've already played in Portland and Seattle. But uh, you should check out check them out anyways. This track is called. White liberal on white liberal action. Um, no spaces in that track. I'm not exactly sure why. It is off the album. My pain and sadness is more painful and sorrowful, more painful and so- sad than yours. Oh, cool. I'll definitely won't listen to this part. I'll fast forward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I mention it's got it's the the the, the drum track is all guys in Boston beating each other up. <laughs> just going to wait for it. I was like, if you, if you didn't say that, I was going to be like, I was just waiting for like when the beat down happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. well, you'll be able to hear it on our, um, our playlist. Just search on Spotify's radio free PVSP. You can email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. Leave us a How voicemail. 503. What? What? How would they email us? I just said portlandvanity at gmail.com. No, I said, why would they email us? You just I don't know, to email. leave a message? You just said an email. That's it. You didn't have any Holy contact. Holy shit. Stop it. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> leave us a voicemail. You guys are starting to do that. It's fun. I like hearing them. Oh, Randy doesn't even know how to listen. We got yeah. some. We got a good I know. one. Should have brought did? that up. Yeah, yeah why don't we, we talk about it right now? Well, insert it. see what people end. are missing. Yeah, insert it. I don't it even know what it, it is. It wasn't that good. No. 503-583-4235. Rocky left us a voicemail saying that we should stop doing recording a podcast and start doing a video podcast so he can come on and show his whole jersey I mean, collection. We could have just played that instead of had you explain it. No, I want to hear I want I want Greg to splice it in with Josh's explanation, which is almost word for word. Hi, this is Rocky calling for the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Um, I think you guys should um, turn into a YouTube channel so that I can share um, my soccer jersey collection with your followers. So, yeah, that's all I had. Bye. Also, you can leave us a voice. I already did that. Um, our Facebook and Twitter is Portland Vanity and Portland PDX Vanity Soccer, I guess. Instagram's one of those two. You can also... Um, yeah, I'm. I already faded in McCluskey, and this episode sounds really good right now. <laughs> Fading in McCluskey. Oh, that's about it. Other than that, um, fuck all y'all. So sorry for swearing. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, bye, I guess. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Do you trust me to find the audio file if I couldn't find the phone number field? Mm, that's why I sent it to you. <laughs> Leave it to the boomer. Yep. Oh, boomer. Hey, Did you I, find it in Time Magazine? That's on John X. By the skin of my teeth. Boomer Killwag? <laughs> yeah, Boomer Killwag. You might as well have been a boomer. Um, uh, but He's, he's going to be on fire when he gets back. He was... What, his plane crash? I just had a bad dream uh, or, or a good one I, I, I can't tell Was it the dream about the soccer ball with penises all over it? What? No, I, I've never had that dream Oh, I have it all the time Too many penises on that thing, right? Get some sleep, Bob We got a big day tomorrow